0: Okay, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Random sounds.
0: Random sounds, okay. (laughs) So this is going to be a shorter episode because we had a lot of family shit to do this weekend. Basically vanilla shit. Yeah, so uh, we did not get to have the time to really record our normal episode. So this is going to be a condensed version.
1: I think some of them are going to love it.
0: (laughs) How do you feel about that?
1: I'm kind of in a a mix right now because I feel like when we get onto a roll with things and we go down that rabbit hole, it's going to hurt us. (laughs) And we want to be able to make sure we get everything. But at the same time, it's kind of nice for a change.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how long this is going to be. It might be 30 minutes. It might be 45, 50. I don't know.
1: We're just going to wing it it, basically. It's
0: not going to be an hour and 10 or an hour and 15 minutes. No, it's not. So with all that said... Are you ready to fucking do episode 71?
1: Hell yeah, I'm fucking ready.
0: Well, good. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the... Kitchen Sink, E&M, and Kink Podcast. And welcome back, everybody, to episode number 71 of the Kitchen Sink, E&M, and Kink motherfucking Podcast.
1: And there you go, you said it. And I was thinking of one, but I was like, no, let's see what he does.
0: Oh, I didn't want to rely on you, because then we'd be sitting here with dead air.
1: Gee, thanks. Love you, too.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's been one of those weeks for you.
1: It really has. I'm sorry. I'm just going to apologize ahead of time.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: And it wasn't even, like, Tink and It's just nothing was connecting.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know what was going on with you this week. But I don't
1: know. Maybe the stars and the moon and all the planets have decided to, like, I, roll over into a different space. <laughs> and my brain and everything else on me is just completely off.
0: I know. Like, you have not been able to, like, comprehend anything this week. No. It was like when you were pregnant and you had like pregnancy brain.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, it that, was.
0: That's how you were this week. It was super frustrating.
1: Was it this whole week or just the weekend?
0: I mean, I'd say since Wednesday.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: And here we are Sunday night. So.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's almost, it's almost a week.
0: Yeah. But we're going to try and get through this.
1: Yeah. All right. So we got this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, episode 71. Swinging. We are going to be talking about cheating and cheaters in the swing lifestyle. And what does it take to be called a cheater in the swing lifestyle? Because, you know, most people think, well, you're swingers. How the fuck can you be a cheater? Well, Well, (laughs) that's pretty fucking simple.
1: That's that little gray spot that they get into.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I want to start off by talking about this Facebook post that we saw. Mm hmm. Where a gentleman had said that he used to be lifestyle basically his whole adult life. Mm-hmm. And then he got divorced and got remarried to a woman who is monogamous. Now, while they were dating, he said they had a few female, female, male threesomes.
1: Which, I mean, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, I mean, good for him, you know. But then he goes on to say that he's tried talking to her about the lifestyle Mm -hmm. after they got married and she wants nothing to do with it. Oh. And to make matters worse, he said that he really has the urge to participate in the lifestyle and he basically wanted to know if it would be wrong of him to scratch that itch behind his wife's back.
1: 100% yes, that would be wrong.
0: I mean, to me, that's the stupidest fucking question It,
1: it really is. Like I've you, ever heard. Like, as soon as you say it, you kind of already know what that answer already is. Like, as soon as it leaves your mouth.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the comments section did not disappoint.
1: Oh, I didn't even check the comments section. I mean,
0: that post did not go the way I'm sure he was hoping it would.
1: Did he really think it would have gone any other way?
0: I mean, based on the stupidity of the question... I believe that there is a very good chance he thought people were going to agree with him that, yes, it would be okay to join the lifestyle as a solo male without his wife knowing.
1: So with that thought, he really has the whole swinging in general incorrect.
0: Yeah, well, he thinks he's just going to swing no matter what, like whether it's ethical or not.
1: Right, that totally goes against everything when it comes to being in the swing lifestyle.
0: Right, so... The thing that obviously makes him a cheater is he is not communicating to his wife no. that he wants to do this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or at least that he's planning on doing this.
1: Yeah, you know, at least, okay, so there are instances where there's a married couple and one of them does not partake. Right. However, they are accepting and allowing of their other spouse to still do this, right. and they have their full consent. That is completely different.
0: It's like an E&M mono relationship.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: You know, one partner can swing or be poly, Mm -hmm. you know, while the other one stays monogamous. Yeah. You know, but they understand the other spouse's need for that Mm -hmm. and they accept it. So they discuss everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure they have boundaries and rules and all that. But nobody is in the dark. Correct. You know, and that's what makes things different between a cheater mm-hmm. and, you know, an ethically non-monogamous person who is in that ENM slash mono type relationship. Yeah. You know, and like that's one of the things in swinging that kind of gets under my skin, you know, along with a laundry list of other things, but like, why, why did he let, this relationship with his now wife get to the point of marriage without bringing up the fact that he wants to be a swinger couple with her.
1: Yeah. That should have been something that he stated from the very beginning. Yeah. Especially if he was like that his whole entire life. It's not like that was something new that started developing after they got together. Right. Because he already knew this was a part of him
0: and he made it sound like it was very, very important to him. Right. So how can you date someone For X amount of time, Mm -hmm. decide, hey, let's get married and then bring up the whole swinger thing.
1: It just sounds like entrapment.
0: (laughs) Well, you're setting yourself up for failure.
1: I I feel like, you know, he was like, I'm never ever going to get married again or ever in my life. So this is the one I want and I'm just going to bite my tongue for a while until I can't bite anymore because it's going to fall off.
0: Yeah, but I mean, not only is that selfish. But, you know, it's not just hurting him. It's hurting her, potential children, you know, extended family, all because he didn't have the balls to say, hey, before this goes any further, Mm -hmm. I want to be in a ethical, non-monogamous relationship, you know, where we are swingers, you know, where we can participate uh, in sexual activities with other people, Mm -hmm. either separately or together, you know, however he wanted to do it. And why didn't this come up? during these threesomes that he says that they had.
1: Right. Because I feel like, uh, like not playing, well, I guess, no, like playing the devil's advocate. If I was say in her shoes and I had, you know, my man, you saying, Hey, I'd like to have another female join us. I think it'd be really fun. And say I was attracted to that female. I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's do that. But I definitely would feel like, I would need to know if this is something that ne- would happen more often or if it's going to just be like a, I just thought it was fun and I just kind of needed to get it out kind of thing.
0: Right. And he did not say whose idea those threesomes were. Right. So,
1: so we don't really know.
0: We don't know if he was pushing for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of those asshole creepy guys that pushes their wives or girlfriends into having another female join them. Right. Because, oh, it's going to be so much fun, you know, and yeah. I want to see you with another woman.
1: Yeah, and then she just does it to appease him.
0: Right. But, like, why wasn't it said then, like, I want to be swingers?
1: Yeah. I feel like that, her initiating or accepting the male, female, female roles, and I, I just feel like if you do that, you are already open to... That potentially being a thing for you because, like, I feel like if you did it once, why not do it again? Unless, like, you just didn't like it. Because then, you know, that I understand. Try one time, and if it just didn't work out, right? But they apparently
0: did it multiple times.
1: Exactly. So, is she maybe just changed her mind now because they're married?
0: Well, see, that's what I was talking to you about. You know, maybe it's the well, we're married now, and I don't want to share my husband with another woman. Right. Where when they were dating, it was just her boyfriend.
1: Right. But I feel like if you are married to this person, you can have him any time that you want, any way that you want. But those other ladies only get one time. Well. Or, you know, maybe a a few times in that one time or maybe multiple times later if they happen to be at the same place at the same time, you know, whatever. But I feel like you you can't be selfish In a way, if you did it one time or multiple times and then get married to then decide, well, no, you can't have it at all.
0: But we also don't know the circumstance. That's true. Did this gentleman never bring up anything more, you know, after they had these threesomes was nothing ever said until they got married. And now he's like, I want some other pussy and I can't have it. So let me bring it up now. Yeah. And. You know, who knows how long ago that was. Right. Because it it didn't really say how long they were together. Mm -hmm. So say they were together 10 years. Right. And and in that 10 years, they had, you know, two or three threesomes. mm -hmm. But now it's 10 years later and she may not
1: want to do it anymore. Yeah.
0: She may not be the same woman she was 10 years ago.
1: And that's true. You don't really know because, you know, everything in life can, you know, change what you want to do. And then, of course, if you decide, hey, I'm going to settle down with this person, her mind might have completely shut off from those past experiences that they've had together with other women. And now she's just, I just want it to be me and you.
0: Or another plausible situation Ooh, is what? that uh, he was gung-ho about the adding another woman. Maybe she's not even bi. Maybe she wants some dick and he's not cool with that. Because he Ooh. didn't say anything about that.
1: Oh. Oh, that, that could be a big plot twist. So maybe twist.
0: that's where, oh, well, she's not interested in the lifestyle. Well, maybe she is. You are just not interested in the way she wants to enjoy the lifestyle.
1: Right. <laughs> right. That very well could be something that isn't going on because why, I mean, we know how some guys can be. It's not okay for the woman to want another cock because they're the only cock. Right. But they can have as many pussies as they want.
0: Well, Yeah. Because, you know.
1: They want to be king.
0: The one penis policy, that's like the rule of the land for most men.
1: It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy.
0: I mean, you would think in this day and age, you know, we're going into 2024, Mm -hmm. that men would have evolved, you know, mentally and emotionally by now to be able to handle their jealousy and their insecurities to where, you know, if they can have multiple pussies, it should be perfectly fine for their wife or girlfriend to have multiple dicks. Like it can't be this double standard. And there's way too many guys still that think that way, Mm -hmm. you know, but they'll come out online and be like, Oh no, you know, she can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants, but
1: behind the closed door. That's not how it is. Well, but
0: you see them at the clubs and at parties and she's flirting with nothing but dudes, Mm -hmm. but she can't play with them. Mm Mm-hmm. She doesn't flirt with a single female. Yeah. Like the entire weekend at a hotel takeover. But she doesn't want guys, even though that's all she talks to and flirts with. Right. (laughs) So like that right there is a dead giveaway. The dude is controlling the situation,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and they're the first ones to say, oh, no, she can do whatever she wants. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, she only wants girls. Right, bro.
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel like we go through phases. Where we do just want all-in girls, but then we get to a point where we're like, "Mm, you know, I kind of might want a different dick, because, like, why not? You only live once, and you might really hit it off with one of them that you happen to cross paths with.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if you've never really had the opportunity as a bi-curious or bisexual woman to engage sexually with another woman, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, you're going to be gung-ho for a little bit, you know, all about the pussy. Oh, yeah. But... When people can literally see that you talk to nobody else but men Mm -hmm. and you don't even give women the time of day.
1: Right. Like you're not even like, you know, as a woman goes by, you're not like, ooh, checking her out. Then, yeah, you're obviously not really on that path for just looking for females. You're looking for a male.
0: Yeah. And. You're just trying to get any male interaction that you can in those instances.
1: Right, because you know you can't do anything more than just that.
0: Right, and that's very sad for a lot of these couples, Mm -hmm. you know, that these women have to go through that. I mean, there is some women that are like that with their men, Mm -hmm. you know, where the men can't play, but there's a lot of different situations where that comes into play. Like, they could be kind of on that uh, cuckold line. Right, right. Um, They could have performance issues. So mm-hmm. they're like, hey, I just want her to have a good time, which is totally, you know, commendable. Yeah. Um, but you see it way more in the men not wanting their women to play with other guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and back to the cheating thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of couples that while they want a unicorn, they don't want a single unicorn.
1: Oh, so they just want a single female.
0: No, 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 no. They oh. want a partnered woman to come play with them because the the wife is usually threatened by the single female.
1: Oh. You, you
0: know, that uh-huh. they're going to steal their man away.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I could see I, why. I hear this...
0: about that a lot.
1: So I wonder what makes them feel like that would happen or if it's just because they well, don't see okay. that unicorn as being tied down.
0: Okay. I know people give single guys a bad rap, but there are some pretty shitty single females in the lifestyle as well.
1: Mhm. Okay.
0: You know, let's not skip over that fact.
1: I feel like I don't feel like you're wrong, but I feel like they hide it very well because of the fact that they are such highly chased after.
0: Right. I, people but in I don't the lifestyle. think they hide it though. Like their shitty behavior is right out on display. The problem is people overlook it because they are a single female or a unicorn. Mm. So they automatically get a pass for their shitty behavior.
1: I'm glad that I have missed them so far.
0: I mean, we've been to parties where, you know, there's been drama from shitty single females.
1: Okay. Yes to that. (laughs) I was going to say, not not
0: just from us, just in general.
1: And I feel like, Anytime that you've gone to an event and there's drama, it has something to do with a single female or a a, couple. Right. Or or the couple. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, there's some amazing single ladies and some amazing unicorns, Mm -hmm. just like there's some amazing single guys and solo playing guys. There
1: really are. Yeah.
0: Um, But the guys don't generally get a pass. That's the difference.
1: There's that double standard again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a guy could make the smallest infraction.
1: Yes. And you know, they'll be totally called out. Oh, and they'll be
0: like ostracized yes. for the rest of their swinging career.
1: Yes. Like where avoid us. him. Don't talk to him. He's shady as fuck.
0: Yes. But a single female or a unicorn could basically break up a marriage and, and it, there's still a line of 50 people waiting would, to play with this. Yeah. Bitch. That's the difference.
1: That's really kind of fucked up.
0: Well, that's the power of the pussy. Yeah. You know, and you, you, like we just talked about, there is so many couples where that is the only dynamic that is allowed. Yeah. Is to add that single female.
1: Right. So they'll basically, they could hear those rumors, but they're still going to take that chance because it's oh, yep. the only thing that they're going to look yep. for.
0: That is 100% how it happens. Mm. You know, where like a couple like us, if we know some chick is bad news, yeah, no. I don't care how fucking hot she is.
1: that's a no go.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a no. I mean, I don't want drama. Nope. Like, I know I talk a lot of shit on this podcast, and it may, you know, in some circles cause some drama. Mm -hmm. But that's a totally different type of drama than relationship-type drama. Yeah. Yes. You know.
1: That's a huge difference.
0: Like, I just stir the pot. (laughs) I'm not breaking up marriages and, you know, like, blacklisting people from, you know— the lifestyle and shit like that, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: where that's what happens with these single guys. Like they get blacklisted from shit for something that, you know, may or may not have happened. Yeah. It's just word of mouth, you know, like, Oh, this guy did this. There's no proof of it, but he did this, you know, where the same thing could happen from a single female and nobody gives a flying fuck. Right. Like I
1: almost would feel like something were to happen and nobody would say anything. Or it would just be this tiny little blip of a, oh, did you hear? Right. But then, it it like, would stay next in their weekend, little circle. It's gone. Right. Like nothing ever happened.
0: Yeah. And the funny part, because we've experienced this, a single female causes an issue. The couple tells their circle of friends
2: mm-hmm. about
0: this female and the issue.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone agrees with the couple, like, oh, that's terrible, bad news, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the next time you see everybody together, all those friends and couples are chasing after this chick that caused all the drama.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like what the that. fuck? I don't understand really, it. We
1: were trying to like hand you or make you avoid that like grenade that's going to go off. But, uh, okay. If you want to chase it, go for it. I, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's so fucking crazy to me. Yeah. You know, and then, um, me as a hot husband and a bull, like I have to deal with, uh, with, with husbands thinking, I'm trying to steal their wife.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're going to have that for some reason because...
0: And they don't believe, you know, like if they don't know us from the show or from the lifestyle... They
1: won't think that I exist.
0: Yeah, they think I'm just saying that I play solo and that you know nothing about it. And it's like, no, my resume is fucking out there on the interwebs all over the place. Like, just search my name.
1: I almost (laughs) wonder if it just has something to do with the whole, like... When they see a single male, like we literally just said, going out to play at these lifestyle events or just in general get-togethers or whatnot, if they have a partner who's at home and does not attend the same event that they are at, it automatically negates that you're okay to be there and that you basically are there unethically.
0: Right. And at a lot of clubs, you can't even be there. No. No. Like they won't let single guys or solo playing guys in,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Without Unless you're their basically like vetted.
0: Well, no, you have to be there with a partner. Like if it's a couple only.
1: Oh yeah, if deal, it's a couple only, then yeah, you can't get in.
0: Which you know I think is fucking stupid. You know, couples Wait. only. Like not every couple wants to fuck another couple. Right. That's a very small portion of the lifestyle.
1: It really is. I I really feel like the larger portion is adding in a single female or adding in a single male. Yeah. That would, or like in the instances where there's the hot wifing or the hot husband, like that is, I feel like, I mean, obviously we, we have many friends who do the hot wifing that that is a very big group.
0: Oh, it's like, fucking it's everywhere. Huge.
1: And then people love it, especially because you have the men who are the cuckolds that are wanting their wife to go out.
0: I'm going to say hot wives along with unicorn hunters are the two biggest segments of the swing lifestyle.
1: Oh, yes. They definitely are.
0: And then uh, I, I would put couples and... Well, actually, yeah, I would put couples third and then solo playing people.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's pretty accurate. I mean... I mean, it's what you see when you're on X. That's what you see when you're going to the events. Right. And the, the events that are even posted through the local areas all up and down the East Coast, even out in the West Coast. Like, they're all mainly either hot wife or it is, you know, that couple, but I don't really feel like there's a whole lot that happens when it comes to the couples. I feel like that's where the groups are that they don't get to fill out those parties very well.
0: Yeah. I mean, in the couples that do play with couples, it's usually they play with the same friends all the time. Right. You know, e- even They're if they not, go to hotel takeovers or mm-hmm. clubs or whatever, it's that group of four to six couples mm-hmm. and that's it. They don't branch out. Right. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, I I don't know. The the whole cheating thing, though, if if you have to cheat in the lifestyle, you are seriously doing something wrong.
1: Right. And the thing is, is if you have to cheat regardless in the lifestyle, you don't need to be in the lifestyle. Right, And this should have been something you discussed right from the get go.
0: Yeah. Talk about it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you're months or years into a relationship and you made someone fall in love with you to bring this bombshell down that, Oh, by the way, like I have to be ethically non-monogamous.
1: Yeah. Because that right (laughs) there, can be a complete game changer for that person to want to get
0: for 90% of people that that relationship is over. Yeah. So don't waste people's time and, you know, hurt their feelings just because you're selfish. Right.
1: Just be upfront and honest of what it is that you're looking for and what you need.
0: Yep. So, all right, we're going to go into BDSM. Yes. And kink. Uh, this week, we want to talk about how to recover when something goes sideways in a scene.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of shit that can go sideways. Because,
0: well, yeah. I I mean, it's BDSM. Yeah. Anything can happen. You know, like you yes. can have the best planned out scene. Mm-hmm. You know, all your T's crossed, I's dotted, the whole nine yards, and you get five minutes in, and that wasn't supposed to fucking happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like the first thing is don't panic.
0: Yeah, don't panic.
1: (laughs) Just take a deep breath and just think about what it is that you're still trying to do. I mean, depending on the scene that you had, you can make it funny, you know, just to kind of alleviate.
0: That's usually my go-to is to make jokes about it.
1: (laughs) So... I mean, I don't feel like our last session that we had where we had a slight oops with a product that we were using was a laughable kind of laughable. I'm not really sure how I did with it, but I I feel like I handled it very well because I quickly stopped the problem, which that's going to be some of the things that you need to do in these scenarios. So in, in our case, when we had our last scene. I was using the last of the lube that we had from when we went to Vegas, and you go, this is starting to burn, and I was just like, oh, that's not good, yeah. but I quickly went, hmm, I bet it's the lube, so real quick, I knew what I needed to do was to quickly pull my strap on out and to get the product off of your butt, because there was... I knew that this was the same one that I had an issue with before, but I didn't realize because I just thought it might have been that person was very sensitive beforehand. Not that it could be that product itself. So it ended up being the product itself. And I got the product off of you as fast as I could. And luckily it stopped. And then I went searching for the product I needed so this is what I should have done to make it be a little bit better was had multiple types of lube there or you know condoms whatever that way if you find your own self in this situation where something's not going right either the condom broke or the lube you're using dries up or it's burning your partner you can quickly wipe up of course with like a towel or a wet wipe and then use something else and see if that resolves the problem
0: yeah and I mean Usually, when things go sideways, I'm on the other side, you know, you where are. I'm the dominant. Mm-hmm. So, being in that circumstance, you know, was a little bit different for me. because were you panicked? Not really. I mean, like, I knew that wasn't supposed to be happening.
1: <laughs> but you did the right thing, though. You said something. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> Fuck. I mean...
1: <laughs> you, you were not like, I'm not... I'm, I'm going to be toughing it out. Like, so you're yeah, just no. like, yeah, nope, my butthole burning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not submissive to begin with so you know i'm not going to sit there and take something just to prove how submissive i am Right? (laughs) like yeah it wasn't right so i was like hey uh we need to switch them switch some things up here um but like for me when i'm the dominant and Mm -hmm. things go sideways like a lot of times it has to do with like impact play okay you know so i mean None of us are perfect. It doesn't matter how long you have been using, you know, different implements and stuff you're going to miss sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have a bad strike Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like, and especially if you play in smaller environments, you know, where you have to like really watch where you're going with everything. So you don't knock shit over or hit the walls and all that. It can be really tough Mm -hmm. and accidents happen, you know, so Like when that happens to me, like I, I instantly feel guilty, you know, I'm like, Oh fuck. But you know, I check in right away. Like, are you okay? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, do you need to stop for a minute? You know? And as long as the submissive or the bottom says, you know, no, I'm good. You know, just, just give me like a breather here and Mm -hmm. then we can get back to it. Then I just go back to my business. Now I have had it in the past where I mean, it was more than just a, who oh, I need a breather, you know, like, I mean, I've caught you like on your clit, like a little too hard Yeah, where you like instantly start bawling, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I can tell because I've been with you for 10 years. Like I know, okay.
1: That wasn't like a good cry. That was a, yeah. Oh, I fucked up.
0: Yeah. Like that's basically your safe word. You, <laughs> you didn't say it, but like, I know you're like, yeah stop
1: (laughs) Uh yes
0: um and like a lot of times that comes from us not having a lot of space so you know i didn't mean to aim there but it just kind of happened and then i'm like well fuck
1: i think i remember that exact time when that happened because i it was when i had lots of bruises on my ass but they were up in my thigh area Mm -hmm. but I know because my clit was super, super sensitive and it had actually caught like the skin and broke the skin so that it was like, as it was healing, it was catching on my underwear and then every time I would go to the bathroom, <laughs> it would rip off the scab. And I'm like, okay. So it did that for like five days. It was brutally torturous.
0: Yeah, I felt so bad about that.
1: Yeah, we, we, we didn't have any sex for that because it was just, it was raw.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like... I've been doing this twenty-something years,
1: and you probably could guess on your hand, or you you wouldn't have to guess, but you probably could count on your hand how many times you've gotten in the wrong place in any given part of the body.
0: Severe enough to stop you. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time, you know, but not to the point where it's an issue, right? You know, it's just like a oop, that one got away from me. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you can wash, you can watch professionals Mm -hmm. on a stage. And if you look close enough, they have some miss hits too.
1: The thing is, is, you know, you're human. So mistakes are going to happen. You're not perfect.
0: Well, yeah. And you know, bottoms move. They do. (laughs) So,
1: so where your, your one hit was, (laughs) if you were to go again, you're, you may not get right smack on that same exact one every single time.
0: Especially if you are, you know, at a higher intensity you know, in, in frequency, mm-hmm. if you move just a little bit, that next SWAT is coming down, you know, in a quarter of a second. Mm-hmm. So wherever you move to, guess what? That's the new impact zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the only way to get around that is to, you know, bind you completely still, mm-hmm. but we hardly ever do that. No. Because we don't have the space to do that really. mm-hmm. You know, so our impact scenes are generally, you know, in a more confined space Mm -hmm. where we both understand, like, "Eh, I may miss a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I try to, when I'm in those predicaments, is I make sure I try to stay as rigid as I can, and I focus on keeping my body still as I'm breathing through each hit that I get. yeah. So, by being able to do that, I'm very aware of how my body's reacting. Um, Now, like our last scene that we had posted from our review of the toys that were made for us, that was probably the most movement that I have done in a while. (laughs) And a lot of it was, it was okay because we were able to do it in a space that I knew the space, you weren't going to be able to keep going real quick on me. So, I could move forward And be able to take my breath away, come back and reset to the exact same spot that I was from that first hit.
0: Yeah. And like another issue, you know, that I've had is during like wax play. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because obviously everyone's sensitivity is different. Yeah. In their skin. So like one person may be able to handle like, six inches off the body, mm-hmm. and it's no big deal to them. Where someone like you, six inches off the body, and you're like,
1: Jesus fucking Christ, you know. Right, which is really interesting, <laughs> um, since I do take the showers from hell. I know, Apparently, which then, I don't
0: understand that.
1: I don't know. But maybe it's because my whole body in one sheet is being covered with hot lava versus like little dot. drops yeah. here and there. So they were almost like pinpricks versus just being pelted
0: Yeah, I mean, all at once. <laughs> Like for you, you know, I had to kind of adjust on, right. and I had to adjust on different parts of your body.
1: Right. Because there was other parts that took it with no problem.
0: Right. So it was like a up and down, up and down, up mm-hmm. and down, you know, and that
1: can be hard for you. Well, cool.
0: yeah. I mean, because, and what can be difficult is remembering yes. those spots.
1: Right. Because say, you know, my legs can go at, you know, four or five inches from the ground, but then my butt you can be two inches, but then my back, you have to be six. Right. You know, you'd be like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So, I mean. And look, then the
1: front could be completely different. And then you got to remember which right. side. Yeah. Cause like does your tits
0: what. are super sensitive to the wax. Yeah. You know, and like I don't want to make you not enjoy it. But at the same time, like my sadistic side is like, oh. Uh, I know.
1: Our last session, I did not enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. I was kind of bummed. But we. You know, we'll have to maybe revisit a wax play and kind of see what we can do. Maybe try a different wax candle. I don't know. And that could be the other thing, too. And they.
0: Well, I mean, we have.
1: We have multiple kinds.
0: Right. But they're all low temperature. Like there's no high temperature candles in there. So you're just a sissy.
1: (laughs) Well, what the hell? Maybe we just need to do it more often so that I'm not a sissy. I mean... It's it's in my head as a theory. I could be completely yeah. wrong with it.
0: I mean, we should do a lot of things more often, but...
1: Right.
0: You know, we have real lives, too. This is true. So, um, now, one thing that does make me kind of giggle when it goes sideways is when I am face-fucking someone and they kind of throw up a little bit. Oh, God! You know? Like... I'm sure it can be embarrassing to somebody, you know, like a partner, like a play partner and not like you, because you you do it all the time.
1: I do. Yeah. I'm a pro. I'll just sit there and swallow it back down and keep going.
0: But like for someone who may not play with me all the time.
1: Yeah, that could definitely throw them off.
0: And where me, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like
1: (laughs) you are just like swallow that shit or like spit it out and keep going. I don't know.
0: Yep, Take this dick.
1: (laughs) 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 You're like, I will keep shoving my dick down your throat. I don't care.
0: Right. So like for. For me, in that instance, like, it's a Mm non-issue. But my partner would have to learn to just be like, okay, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a curved cock, you know, shoved halfway down my throat. It's acceptable Mm -hmm. to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. It definitely is.
0: You know, and not get in their head like, oh, my God, I suck. This is terrible, blah, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. like Or
1: that he thinks it's gross because you just, like, puked on his cock.
0: Nope, don't care. (laughs) Like, when I'm in that mode, you know, like, I'm I'm using you as a toy. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like, you could shit your pants while I'm face-fucking you, and I'd be like, yeah, have fun cleaning that up later, but hold on, I'm going to nut first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just the mentality that I have mm-hmm. when I'm in that dominant headspace. Right. So that kind of shit the, the doesn't faze me at all. It's the, like, the impact stuff or, mm-hmm. like... Uh, during bondage, if I fuck up a tie and it, you know, hurts somebody, yeah. that's where I kind of take it to heart and I'm like, oh, you're better than that. You right.
1: Know? I mean, because you, you hold yourself to a standard and if, you know, you find yourself kind of missing from what that said standard is, you, what you do, you kind of, you will take that personally and kind of like, oh, I know I can do better than that. Well, I
0: mean, that. it's definitely a pride thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, especially when you've spent so many years practicing and yeah. learning and, yeah. you know, and just trying to be the best that you can be
2: mm-hmm.
0: when you have those things happen,
2: mm-hmm.
0: even if it's 10 years apart, yeah, you're like, God, ah, God, you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? You know, but in that moment you have to be like, okay, shit happens. Mm-hmm. Make sure the bottom is okay. You know, give them whatever they need, you know whether it's some sort of care or just a break or...
1: Just that check-in, Yeah, whatever. just a
0: check-in. And, like, I have to tell myself, don't let it take you out of the mindset. Like, Yeah,
1: right. Because as long as you can kind of keep with your plan that you originally had, even if it's slightly deviated, you can still make it a good placing. scene.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, a 100%. Because it, it happens to us all the time. <laughs> like, none of our scenes really ever go... As planned.
1: See, I did not know this.
0: Well, hell, I mean.
1: Besides my own, like my own but I'm more of like the right the novice role of a, of a dominant person versus you. So, like, for yeah. all of our scenes that we've ever had, I've never once been like, well, oh, that wasn't a plan?
0: <laughs> that's because I think on my feet. Yeah. And I just adapt to mm-hmm. whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. Just like I had to do with Amy and Doc.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did.
0: At at Podbash. I mean, at first, it was just supposed to be Amy, you, and I. Yeah. And then Doc was there. So then I I redid the whole scene in my head to include Doc, and then Doc left, so then I had to redo it again.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: You know, so my scene changed three times.
1: In less than two hours. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: You know, but as far as you and Doc and Amy have said, They wouldn't have known that. No. Like, you guys thought that was my plan from (laughs) the beginning. Yeah, like,
1: the only one that I knew was the main, the original plan. And then when Doc had shown up wanting to watch, I was like, yeah, like, that'd be awesome. But I had no idea that there was, like, a plan of incorporating. And then, you know, when he needed to go because he had other plans to get to – I mean, I guess you would, I guess, I guess I kind of felt like you would just fall back on the original plan, but we were already, you know, we way, halfway through. Yeah, we so way past
0: that. that yeah. Plan. So, you know, you got to learn like, to adapt and overcome those challenges. So like, that's my biggest piece of advice to anyone, you know, that has something go sideways during a scene, like mm-hmm. whether you're a top or bottom, you know, as long as it's nothing, you know, life threatening right. or major injury or anything like that, just take a breath Mhm. Reset yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and just think about how you can move on from that point. Yeah. You know, and don't beat yourself up like shit happens. Yeah. Like literally sometimes shit can happen. So.
1: Yeah. And you just.
0: You just got to roll with through
1: it. it and you just figure out what's going to work next and you can make it work.
0: Yeah. I mean, never be too hard on yourself mm-hmm. because. Once you start doing that, especially in the BDSM and kink world.
1: I think then you start getting in your own way.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll go downward spiral fast. Yeah. You know, because you're always going to be second guessing yourself. Yeah. You're not going to have that confidence Mm -hmm. that, you know, your bottoms or submissives are looking for, Mm -hmm. which is going to potentially, you know, make their trust falter, which could affect your whole dynamic then. So, you know, you can't let it really get in your head you know own the mistake Mm -hmm. apologize do whatever you have to do correct it and move on
1: yep and always you know if there is something that's not right speak up like you had and you know have that backup plan without panicking
0: absolutely so that's my advice
1: solid advice
0: are you good with that miss tink
1: i am (laughs)
0: Out fucking standing. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap up our show. I mean, it's close to 50 minutes, so All
1: right.
0: not too shabby. No. All right. Well,
1: we did it, guys. Under, the, under hour an hour 10 minutes. Yep.
0: So thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, we will see you back here again next, next week, week for episode 72. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot. The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K S E N M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok clapper and also now we are moving away from only fans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansleycom slash ks enm and kink podcast